Whether you're in your smart car avoiding Hummers or you're in your house avoiding the J-Dubs, there's no avoiding us, The Drew Marshall Show, live through our website and right here on Joy 1250. Well, Ted DiBiase has held many wrestling titles over his expansive career of uh, 63 years. <laughs> including the world championship title. But after authoring a book about his life entitled Every Man Has His Price, boy, Ted, now he's he's the church guy. He's speaking at Promise Keeper stuff and everything. you got to be pretty straight to be in that group. I found out the hard way. He's speaking at youth groups and men's meetings at corporate businesses and at public schools and universities all over North America. Think about it. Think way back to the character, the million-dollar man. It was fulfilled by wealth and power and controlled by greed. Well, he is a different man for sure, folks. And he joins us today in the studio, Mr. Ted DiBiase. Uh, it's great to be with you, Drew. When was the last time we hung out, man? Uh, it's been a couple years. Wasn't the television thing we did. Was that it? Was that uh, the last time? No, I saw you once after that. I just can't remember. Uh, yeah, where was that? I, I know. I came to town one time, and you got mad at me because I was in town and out of town, and we didn't get to see each other at all, so... I'm jealous. I, you know, came and did the uh, I'm possessive. I'm TSN jealous. thing, you know. Oh, yeah. Or you, did you uh, go on uh, uh, Lansbridge, uh, so Michael Lan- Lansbridge, did you yeah. on his show? Yeah. Off the record or whatever it yeah, is? Yeah, the last time that I was here. Did you? Yeah. Did he do the quick little question thing with you? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. I flew, I flew, flew, flew through it, man. I was flying. Flew, flying colors. I yeah. saw Valerie Bure do that, and he was he was good. I thought Valerie would stumble through that stuff, but he he done good. Yeah. Not bad for a Russian. <laughs> Speaking of communists... Uh, our oh. president. <laughs> <laughs> Away we go. Right, Kalita, I'm going to bring you in on this as well. Kalita's in the studio here and going to perform for us very, very shortly. You are sure. our, our normal Christmas. You and uh, Allie Matthews are our normal Christmas. I don't want anybody else to have an open-door policy. You two are okay. Oh, thank you. Oh, Jacob Moon, too. Oh, he's good. Yeah. 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 And you know who's coming in next week? By the way, sorry. Ted, we'll, Ted, we'll be right back with you in a second. Uh, Lila Bialy. Oh, Lila. You, you know what I'm saying? She's singing for Sting now. Seriously. I know. So I asked her, because uh, I think Jacob said, hey, you've got to get her on the show. I said, okay, I've yeah. never heard of her. You've never heard of her. No. Right? And then, uh, so I say, you want to come on the show? Yeah, sure, sure. Great, great. And then all of a sudden, I see her everywhere. I saw her on the Today Show. Yeah. I think they did. she did Letterman with Sting, I think. Yeah, she did. Uh, and I saw her. I listened to her on 91.1. I'm like, oh, my yeah. goodness. No, I she's amazing. She's she's even more, more famous than Ted DiBiase. Say hi to her for me. <laughs> okay, I will. Thank you. I will. Ted, um... What's what's been going on, man? Are you are you okay? Because every time we talk, your knickers get in a knot, and one of the reasons they get all knotted up is because you're not happy with your new president. I am not happy at all with the new president and the new administration. You know, gosh, Drew, whatever gave you that impression? <laughs> I wanted to go right into it. Uh, you are a passionate Republican. You really are. Well, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you, I won't even call myself a Republican anymore. Because you can't have that, because it got dirty, that name. No, now. no, I, I am a compassionate conservative. Okay. Is what I am. Uh, I believe that both of our parties have gone way, I mean, it's like, they're just, you know, it's all about money, power, and greed. It's all about uh, fulfilling uh, and filling their own pockets, and it's not what's 
about what's best for our nation. And if anybody has a reason or, or the the, uh, the, uh, the the kudos to be able to talk about that, it's the million dollar man. <laughs> Why not? Money, I, power, and greed. You know baby. what? I, I have. Yeah, I do because I happen to be a citizen of the United States, and those people work for me. Mm. They work for all of us. At least they're supposed to. And I think that, you know, uh, based on uh, a couple of the local elections and state elections recently, uh, if that's any indication of the way people are going to go, that the things are going to go back in the other direction because I think a lot of Americans are getting fed up. But why have the conservative or, dare I say, even Republican talking heads out there, the Limbaugh's, et cetera, why have they come out and just uh, – they? Uh, how do I say this? They, they have come across like aliens. Some of the things that have come out of their mouths, you go, whoa, 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 hold on a second. Have you lost your mind? Maybe they're just trying to get ratings. I don't know. But but it's like the Republican Party, and I told you this on the phone, it's like they've tipped their hand, they've shown their hand, everybody, mm. now that Obama's gone in, and they've just had this hissy fit. Mm. So you look at it as a well, Christian, and you go, "Did God? does God, did, was he surprised that Obama got in? No. No, no. Uh, I mean, by, biblically speaking, uh, the, the word says that God puts people on thrones and He takes them off. So everything is for for a reason and for a season. And, and I, I mean, I, I I totally believe that uh, you know, as I read my Bible, uh, you know, because we have as Christians keep praying for revival. We're, we're biblically speaking, that revival never happens until God brings His people to their knees, yeah. and uh, there's you know, humility is the beginning of revival. Uh, we have to humble ourselves before God, and, and uh, I think as a nation, anyway, that we we need to humble ourselves before God. I mean, you know, I, I get up in churches and speak every week, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, there's there are people out there, you know, and if I, you know, if I even if I'm talking about, I often talk about, uh, you know, are you really a Christian? You know, there's a whole lot of religious people going to church today, mm-hmm. but there's not too many Christians, right? And and what I mean is, you know, regardless of your denomination affiliation. Genuine Christianity is a, a is a personal one on one relationship with Jesus Christ, and you have that relationship the same way you have it with anybody. It's not about showing up and putting in your hour. And when you really start examining your heart and your motives, it's kind of like uh, I tell people, you know, everybody knew when I was a kid that my daddy was my hero. My dad was a national amateur wrestling champion, a professional wrestler, one of the four greatest athletes ever come out of the University of Nebraska. But when he accepted me as a son. And loved me as a son. I, I appreciated that, and that, the the reason that I wanted so desperately to be like him was because the, of the love that he showed me. And so, when people saw me or they were around me, it didn't take them long for them to figure out who my hero was. You know, I didn't have to wear a sign around my neck. You know, uh, I, I want to be just like my dad. You know, uh, as Christians, we wear a cross, and we go. You put the fish symbol on the back of your truck, and you wear a Christian T-shirt. You carry your Bible. See, I don't put the uh, symbol on the back of my vehicle. Yeah, okay. Because well. uh, then I got to drive properly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you can't be making. But you know, but, no, no, no. But the, but the point <laughs> is, the point is, you know, you recognize the tree by its fruit. And statistics say, you know, I, I, you know, I spoke at Promise Keepers last night, and I told these men last night, 10% of all the people in North America who claim Christianity don't go to a church anywhere. 20% of any church do 80% of the work. And of the 20%, 80% of the 20% are women. So the guys aren't doing anything. They're out hunting or, or sitting in front of their TV. Uh, uh, only 6% faithfully tithe. And 90%, 90% of all professing Christians in North America 
90% of them have never led one soul to Christ. That's what the statistics say. So, But somehow they all think they have their ticket punched and they're on the way to the pearly gates. Well, they need to think again. But and here's here, here's my point, though, Drew. You know, you... You know, and there are people will sit out there and they'll shake their heads in agreement with me. And I, I I'm telling this. Uh, yeah. They don't realize I'm talking to them. And yeah. you know what they'll do? They'll go home. They may go to lunch that day after church and they'll talk about it. Say the same stats. And, yeah. And yeah. then they'll go home. They'll turn on their TV. They'll watch the football game and they go back and they get involved and absorbed in their own little set of problems and in their own little life. And they wait around waiting for somebody else to do it. And that's what's happened in America. That's what's happened in America in terms of our political system too. We've elected all these people, we've sent them to Washington, and we're not we're not holding them accountable. They you know, it's like they they say whatever they want to to get us to elect them and then we don't hold them accountable to keeping their word. On either side of the aisle. All I have to do is push the play button. That's right. <laughs> Man, I love your passion. You are well, a cool I'm telling cat. You, man, I am. How can you be a wrestling guy and be a Jesus guy? Come on. Aren't you sick of that question yet? Oh, gosh. All the time. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, I, I went back and made a, a guest appearance on the show a couple of months ago. And, on what uh, show? On uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh-huh. Was that uh, when you got slapped? Yeah. And my son, you know, slapped me, you know, slapped, slapped the, the, the taste out of my mouth. Dude. <laughs> I saw that on YouTube. But he did exactly what I told him to do. I said, son, this is what you call the money shot. I said, they're going to hate you for doing this. And I said, but that's what, that's the desired effect. So, uh, I said, lay it in. How much did he connect? Oh, we laid it in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Our listeners don't know what we're talking about here. So your son, Teddy Jr. Ted DiBiase Jr. Right, Ted yeah. DiBiase Jr. is now, uh, he's a big cheese there, man. Uh, yeah, he's, for, he's, is it the McMahons that decided to put him into the into the glory, glory light or what? Well, I mean, you know, ultimately, you know, Vince decides, you know, who he likes, obviously. Uh, and there's, a, you know, they have a, they have a staff uh, and they have a team of, of writers and what have you, but... Uh, they saw the ability in him, and uh, a lot of my friends who were part of that team on the way up told me, they said, you know, Ted's going to be a star. He's got it. Hmm. Uh, How old is he? He is just turned 27. He's got a movie, you, com- com- got a movie coming out. I know. What's that, what was that called? It's big, big the, action, blow up kind of deal. What's it? It's uh? The Marine 2. The Marine 2, and it's it's a directed DVD. It's not a, okay. a theatrical release. But. Does he have an outfit? Or like nobody has outfits anymore, really, right? Because I mean, let's talk. Let's yeah. go back in the day, yeah. right? We got the chic. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, sweet Daddy Siki, he didn't wear anything. Well, uh, I mean, he he wore something, but he didn't, <laughs> didn't have a. Yeah. yeah. I remember him. You remember Sweet Daddy Siki? He always looked in the mirror at himself. Was he Canadian? Was that part of the Canadian Maple Leaf wrestling crowd, or was, it, was he big? Do you remember? I don't, I don't remember. I think he must you, okay, have been well, Canadian. If you don't remember, then he was. I think he was Canadian. Our local, yeah. Uh, so it was the Sheik, uh, Andre the French Giant. He was just huge. Uh, did, by the way, did you ever get in the ring with Andre? He was always my tag team partner. <laughs> was he really? See, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah. By the way, I've got so many friends that they are just enamored with you. And I try to set them straight. <laughs> I, uh, so my buddy Simon Fitzpatrick, who's yeah. probably listening in Scotland right now, uh-huh. you were the first. That was the first autograph picture that you sent. He said to say thank you, so oh, I had wow. to say that right now. Awesome. Big fans in Scotland. Also, you know, I was just in Scotland. You were in August. Where were you? Uh, I, 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 gosh, I was in uh, Stirling, and Ooh, I was nice. in Sterling uh, Castle. How good Sterling. is that? Oh, unbelievable! You've been there too. I'm a, there. I am a huge William Wallace fan. Oh, I got to wow. show you the picture. Drew. Of what, you at Sterling? Or no, by the monument? No, no, no. Yeah, no, me 
in a kilt. I do. Okay, look. That's something I do not want to see, Ted. I really don't. I got it, I got it right here, Drew, oh, on, my, on my iPhone. I'm, my stomach my hasn't iPhone done that well. The other day I watched YouTube. I watched uh, Guinness. Type in Guinness, world's biggest zit. It, I, my stomach is still turning from, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Ted, that looks pretty good, actually. Yeah. You look like one of those uh, caber tosser dude. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, Nice. I, I stayed, it's a little high, though. I, I, uh, I, I stayed at, well, I mean, I, you know, I, I borrowed it from a guy there, you know. It was <laughs> no, a, I'm kidding. It's perfect. Yeah. I, on a, so they, they had this party for my wife and I. It was really, really, very, very nice. They do the ding with the... The Kaylee. Uh, Did you uh, have a Kaylee? They, uh, they, they, they eat, what do they call it, uh, haggis. Haggis, yeah. And they have this ceremony where the guy speaks over the haggis and he addresses the haggis and they pass it around. So right. we, we did this whole thing. And so they said, well, would you wear a kilt? And I said, oh, sure. So I put on the kilt. You know, so all the other guys with the kilt, they come up to me and they said, hey, Ted, are you a true Scotsman? I go, uh, what's that yeah, mean? Yeah, just, I know what that means. Uh, are, are you wearing anything under the kilt? <laughs> I said, well, I guess I'm not a true Scotsman no. yet. <laughs> Well, you know what I'm I just always, getting used to the draft. You know what I always say, uh, Ted, is that two thongs don't make it right. Okay, oh. I'm just telling you that right there. Oh, <laughs> he keeps showing me pictures. I, mean, I don't want to see my eyes. Oh, the humanity. Uh, uh, okay, listen. When I was in Scotland uh, last October, I brought back my son a claymore sword, mm-hmm. five feet long. Ten pounds. Oh, I, I don't know how long. these guys wheel this thing, right? Wow. It's the, the big broadhead sword, the right. Wallace special, right. and I had engraved on it. All men die, not all men really live. Wow. Quote from William Wallace. Yes. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. So I, we're on the same page. Yeah, man. I, Sterling Castle, and uh, I went to the Wallace Monument. Uh, Which is basically one of these to England. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Did you walk up the stairs? Uh, no. No. Oh, no. Did got, you? Have you got, did, yeah. You know, I've got yeah. really, really bad knees. Oh, okay. So <laughs> they got me to the top, and I went, yeah, it looks really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I stayed in a little place called uh, uh, Belgallery. Oh, think. yeah. Um, and uh, it's about an hour, I think, from Sterling. And, uh, yeah, it's closer to, oh, yeah, now my geography's uh, getting all Blair, wonky. Blair Gallery. Okay. If I say it right. Um, was there a nice big hotel there? Uh, actually, I stayed in a, a, a what do you call a traditional B&B. Scottish cottage. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, it was really nice. cool. Nice. Yes. Very well done. And I'm going back next August. Yeah. Again, for more speaking stuff or whatever? Uh, this, or just touring? It's a, you know, there's a, a independent wrestling organization that invited me over there. Nice. And uh, I actually, my wife and I led this young man who invited me and his wife to the Lord. Oh, wow. While we were there. and uh, You're an evangelist, eh? That's right. And that was just really cool. Just you know, point that is, he, he sent me an email the other day and said, I want you to know that we're uh, we're reading Bible stories from a children's Bible to our children every night before they go to sleep. Isn't that cool? That's cool. Nice. So, nice. Well, uh, when I was there, sorry, you know what? Let's stop talking about Scotland. Folks, uh, in the studio here, I could go on about Scotland forever. In the studio with Ted DiBiase, of course, uh, wrestling's million-dollar man. And we were setting up the slap heard around the world. Uh, your son... Uh, you and him had a little uh, discussion backstage, wasn't well, it? So well, set it up for us. Because you, you can YouTube this, baby. It's a smack. What we did, uh, at the beginning of the show, I, I had my son wrestle Randy Orton, who's part of his own group. It's, they're called Legacy, and it's Randy Orton, my son, and Cody Rhodes, which is Dusty Rhodes' son. And they're like the bad guys. It's kind of like the, the front of their shirt says Legacy, the back of the shirt says Born Better. <laughs> Born better. Born better. Nice. And uh, so I said, hey, you're going to wrestle your, your own guy. 
because you can beat him. You know, and he said, Dad, I'm not going to do that. I said, not only are you going to do it, you, you know, you, you're going to beat him. You can beat him. I said, this guy's just using you. You know, everybody knows he's just using you. You know, so they have the match and, and Ted loses, but they have this tremendous match. And so it shows to the whole world basically, hey, you know, he can run, he can go, he can go with him. And so, uh, when he comes in the back, I'm like, it scenes opens with him, me congratulating him, man, you did a great job. He said, did a great job. Did a great job. He said, I got beat. He says, you embarrassed me in front of the whole world. You know, and he says, it's all about you, right? It's all about the million dollar man. Nobody's going to, you know, show you up, right, dad? Da, da, da. I said, it's not like that, son. You know, no. And he says, well, yes, it is. And then he pops me one. Pow. You know, so. It was dramatic. Oh, yeah, it was. And I, I had my jaw set to make sure that I didn't lose any teeth. <laughs> Man, I But here's what they didn't see. What? At the end of the show, uh, when, when, it, when the show went off the air, well, there's always another match. It's, which we, we call a dark match that just the crowd that paid for admission gets to see. Did you get in? And, <laughs> and so, uh, they had, uh, Randy Orton was out there with my, with my boy and, and Cody and they walked out to the ring and I can't remember, John Cena and Triple H were in the ring and, uh, anyway, the two boys, Cody and Ted, they back out of the ring. They leave, they leave Randy there in the ring by the, they're backing up the aisle. Well, Vince liked it so much, he, he sent word by one of the referees, tell Ted Jr. that his dad's coming out to give him the receipt. Oh, and so the receipt. Ted, Ted backs up the aisle, right, you know, and when he turns around, I'm standing there on the, on the top of the ramp. Yeah. Paya, man. I, 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 let him, I let it fly. <laughs> and then we, we got in the back, and, and I said, son, I said, thanks for taking such a great bump for your old man. He said, taking a bump, heck. He said, you knocked me off my feet. <laughs> so Beautiful. the shot that not everybody saw was the, was re- you. the receipt. Man, I'm surprised no one called Children's Aid on you. Yeah. <laughs> Who uh, did you did you get ever get in the ring with Hulk Hogan? Were you guys around the same? Oh, case? yeah, we yeah. were. Yeah, that was my era, man. That was it, eh? Yeah, yeah. He, many times. Okay, so who who are I mean, I remember you, and you had a black guy servant. What is that? Yeah, well, you know, that was part of the gig. You know, <laughs> nobody could do that these days. Seriously, <laughs> well, that'd be a big yeah, trouble. I, I abused everybody, including him. You know, it's like that was part of the character. That, yeah, and he eventually got tired of my abuse and turned on me, and then we had a little run and we wrestled each other. How'd that go? Because I, I didn't it was see good. It. Yeah. it was good. Yeah, his 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 stage name was Virgil. Virgil, that's Virgil. right. Yeah. Yeah. His yeah. real name is Mike Jones, and he's actually a substitute uh, algebra and geometry teacher in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Wow. That's what he does now. Yeah. Amazing. Hey, i got I got to have a math guy carry my money, pal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the, who, would, who would you say, just let's do a little reminiscent thing, and then, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll move on. Uh, back to the president. Yeah. No, I don't want to go back to the president. <laughs> Gee whiz. Of all the guys that you were in the ring with, who was the most flamboyant? Ric Flair? Uh, yeah. I would say, without a doubt, Ric Flair was the most flamboyant. Okay. Did you ever wrestle midgets? Uh, I was in mixed matches with midgets, but no, I never personally had a match with a midget. Do you no. know Do you know how many... I, that's when I tuned in. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. It was the coolest thing to see Andre the French Giant grab like six midgets by their heads and throw them into the crowd. <laughs> it was... Yeah. What? Khalid's <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can't do. Are there midget wrestlers these days? No. Uh, yeah, there are. are Actually, there? one of the one of the stars on Raw uh, is is a, a guy that they call Hornswoggle. Okay. He's supposed to be like a leprechaun, right? And, and he's he's like the uh, you know they they put him in these these uh, 
these situations every week where it's, you know, the, the comic relief on the show. It's really, really, really good stuff. And, and the women, I can't, seriously, please, somebody tell those women to put more clothes on. Well, you haven't watched lately, Drew, that the, 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 the WWE has gone back to a totally PG rated format. No. Absolutely. When did that happen? Within the last year. Yeah, a lot of prayer, a lot of my prayer has been answered. Mm. Uh, you still have girls on the show, the divas, but they, they, are, they don't look like they're going out there to have a, uh, you know, what, what do you call it? To find uh, a pole in uh, the uh, middle uh, of the mat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, they're not out there mud wrestling and then they're bra yeah. and panties and all that yeah, stuff. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Really? I mean, they're still beautiful girls, you know, and, uh. Why can't they get ugly women to wrestle? I don't hey, know. Hey, I think uh, I, I tune know. in to see that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like. Really? Uh, yeah. Sure. Because there's no lust issues there whatsoever. Thank you very much. It's <laughs> the only time I'd tune in to watch that. Oh, man. Well, Ted, a couple things straight up. First of all, when you and I first met, we did this television show together with Glenn Allen, The Edge, and Good News Sports. And uh, honestly, genuinely, uh, thoroughly enjoyed the time hanging out with you. Thoroughly. Because at the start of it, I was like, oh, wrestling guy? Really? Is there going to be depth? You know, where is he? Like, is, you know, ser- But you, you have got... Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it actually backfired on me because I was the meathead in that group. But You're right. You, you no. were. Okay. Because I used to watch that show. <laughs> well, there was nothing else to watch Boy, on Saturday I'm liking you more all the time. <laughs> <laughs> this is going so well for me, folks. So well. Small but mighty. Yes, that's you, Kalita. Oh, well, that was a lovely segue into you. Uh, so, uh, folks, uh, Ted's going to stay with us for uh, the remainder of the show, as is Kalita. Uh, later in the show, we have Jennifer Page joining us. Uh, she is going to be one of our celebrity judges for you. So you think God wants you to sing? Do you know we're doing that competition? No. Singing competition, by the way. No, I won't be there. No, not no. going to be there? Okay. And she had this big hit in the uh, late 90s called Crush You. Of course, a lot of people know that song. Oh. Jennifer Page is going to join. You know, you know I that like song. that song. Yeah, very schmaltzy, but cool. very catchy. Yeah. James Linderman is also going to join us. one of uh, Canada's most influential songwriters. And uh, we are going to uh, talk about our So You Think God Wants You to Sing Round 2 contestants. Three people we're going to highlight this week. Andrea Russell, James Paul, and uh, Ivan Magachi, I think. Magachi? Doesn't make sense, eh? It's like in a Russian Italian oh. kind of name, yeah. I'm saying it wrong probably. Magotcha. Magosi? Mago oh it's probably Magosi if it's uh right? My gotcha. Ivan Magosi. Okay, it's not my gotchis. <laughs> you think he's never heard that before. He probably I got know. beat I'm up sorry. in school with a name like that. I'm um sorry. <laughs> but when we come back from our very, very short break, we will be speaking and listening to the mellifluous sounds of Kalita. Folks, Shania Twain sang for her, ladies and gentlemen. Like what you've heard? Listen again online at drewmarshall.ca.